Welcome to this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson. We need to realize from history itself that people that get entrenched in this kind of revolt and wickedness, most of the time they stay there. They rarely come out. They do occasionally, but it's really quite rare. And so the evil intentions of of the hearts of rulers and so forth, they usually carry out those evil intentions. And that's just the way it is. Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study through the books of the Old Testament prophets. Join us as Pastor Brian begins his teaching on Jeremiah chapters 36 through 40. Now, here's Pastor Brian. All right, so we're carrying on in our Through the Bible study. We pick up in Jeremiah chapter 36. So if you want to turn there, that's where we're going to begin our study. And as we go through these chapters, 36 through 40, I mean, this is a really challenging section, not so much for us to teach it, but just the situation that Jeremiah finds himself in that's described for us in these chapters. And so it's a lot of heavy stuff. So, you know, judgment and imprisonment on Jeremiah's part and basically the fall of Jerusalem and all of those kinds of things. So, you know, when you're going through the prophets, I mean, it's really, you have those those long sections sometimes that are really challenging just because they're all about the judgment that came. So, but we trust the Lord to weave in some encouragement and some edification for us as we make our way through. So, so as we come to chapter 36, this takes us back. Now, remember we talked about how Jeremiah is not in a chronological order. So here in chapter 36, we're back in the time of Jehoiakim. So it came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, that this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. So this is going back now to some of the earlier time of the ministry of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah is more like an anthology. And Cheryl taught me this, so thank you, honey. But, you know, she's right. It, it, it is, it's more of an anthology. An anthology is a collection of selected pieces of literature or passages. And, and that's really how Jeremiah is laid out. So we're going to start here in 36, going back to Jehoiakim, And then we're going to jump over to the reign of Zedekiah. So there's a long period of time between these two kings, but we're just, you know, from chapter to chapter, that's where we're going. And so here in this 36th chapter, I mean, this is a fascinating story. And it's fascinating in in regard to the hardness of, of the heart of these people who are the people of God. Yet their hearts are hard as stone. And Jehoiakim uh, exemplifies that here. So verse two, this is the word the Lord spoke to Jeremiah. Take a scroll of a book and write on it all the words that I have spoken to you against Israel, against Judah, and against all the nations. From the day I spoke to you, from the days of Josiah, even to 
this day. It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the adversities which I purpose to bring upon them, that everyone may turn from his evil way, that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. So, you know, God is, is he's always hoping that they're going to change their mind. He's always hoping that they're going to repent, that they're going to turn from the wickedness so the judgment doesn't come on them. So he says to Jeremiah, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take a scroll. I want you to write these things down. And I want you to tell them so maybe they will turn. And so Jeremiah, verse four, called Baruch, the son of Neriah. And Baruch wrote on a scroll of a book at the instruction of Jeremiah, all the words of the Lord, which he had spoken to him. And Jeremiah commanded Baruch saying, I am confined, he was restricted, he wasn't allowed to go out, so I cannot go to the house of the Lord. You go, therefore, and read from the scroll which you have written at my instruction, the words of the Lord in the hearing of the people in the Lord's house on the day of fasting, and you shall also read them in the hearing of all Judah who comes from their cities. Verse seven, again, it may be that they will present their supplication before the Lord and everyone will turn from his evil way for great is the anger and the fury that the Lord has pronounced against the people. And so Baruch, the son of Neriah, did according to all that Jeremiah the prophet commanded him, reading from the book the words of the Lord in the Lord's house. And so it came to pass in the fifth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, in the ninth month that they proclaimed a fast before the Lord to all the people in Jerusalem and all the people who came from the cities of Judah to Jerusalem. Then Baruch read from the book the words of Jeremiah in the house of the Lord in the chamber of Gemariah, son of Shaphan, the scribe, in the upper court at the entry of the new gate of the Lord's house in the hearing of all the people. Now, there's a bunch of names here of people that we have no idea, you know, anything about them, so I'm not going to belabor reading through all of them. But just the next verse says, when Micaiah, the son of Gemariah, son of Shaphan, heard all the words of the Lord from the book, he went down to the king's house into the scribe's chamber, and there all the princes were sitting there. And here's the names of these various princes. And then verse 13, then Micaiah declared, to them all the words that he had heard when Baruch read the book in the hearing of the people. Therefore, all the princes sent Jehudi, the son of Nethaniah, the son of Shelemiah, the son of Cushi, to Barak, saying, Take in your hand the scroll from which you have read in the hearing of the people and come. So Baruch came, the son of Neriah, took the scroll in his hand and he came to them and they said, sit down now and read it in our hearing. And so he sat down and he read it. Now it happened when they had heard all the words that they looked in fear from one to another and said to Baruch, we will surely tell the king all of these words. And they asked Baruch saying, tell us now, how did you write all these words at his instruction? So Baruch answered and said, he proclaimed with his mouth all these words to me and I wrote them down with ink in the book. And then the princess said to Baruch, go and hide you and Jeremiah 
and let no one know where you are. So he takes the message now to this, this guy, Baruch, you go hide, you and Jeremiah go hide. I'm gonna take this message to the king. So he comes to the king. Verse 22 says, the king was sitting in the winter house in the ninth month with a fire burning on the hearth before him. And it happened when Jehudi had read three or four columns that the king, listen, cut it with a scribe's knife and cast it into the fire that was on the hearth until all the scroll was consumed in the fire that was on the hearth. Yet they were not afraid, nor did they tear their garments, the king nor any of his servants who heard all these words. They implored the king not to burn the scroll, but he would not listen to them. So, you know, I've pointed this out before, but I think it's just, I mean, we just keep being reminded over and over again as we're going through these prophets. We should not be shocked or marvel or amazed at the hardness of the hearts of leaders today. You know, we we shouldn't be because this is history. This is the way it has always been. And when we look at some of our leaders today, when we look at people in places of power and we think of, you know, their wicked plans and and so forth, sometimes we're like, how could they do that? Like, why don't they understand what what's right and you know you talk about the abortion issue you know obviously a very important issue but you know people are like well why don't they why don't they get it and they don't get it because they don't want to get it and that's that's the situation right here where Jehoiakim this is how much he cares about what God said he cuts it up with a knife and throws it in the fire And notice there, I think it's so significant, yet they were not afraid, nor did they tear their garments. They they just weren't faced. To them, it it was nothing. So these are the leaders of the people of Israel. These are God's people. This is a theocracy. This is a place where God is actually the, the king over the nation. And in this place, they couldn't care less about what God said. So, I mean, how much more would that be the case in a place like where we're at today? Or, you know, as you, as you think about the position of the nations today and the position the nations have generally held all the way throughout history. So there's nothing new under the sun. People's hearts are hard. And I would say, too, that, you know, a lot of times we... I mean, it's right to pray. It's good to pray. We should pray. The Bible tells us, right? Uh, Paul writing to Timothy tells us that we are to pray for kings and rulers and authorities. We're to pray for all those in power. But we need to realize from history itself that people that get entrenched in this kind of revolt and wickedness, most of the time they stay there. They rarely come out of those. They, they do occasionally. But it's really quite rare. And so the evil intentions of, of the hearts of rulers and so forth, they usually carry out those evil intentions. And that's just the way it is. So verse 27, but here's, here's the most important part of the whole story. Now, after the king had burned the scroll, 
with the words which Baruch had written at the instruction of Jeremiah, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah again saying, I love this, take yet another scroll. (laughs) So it's like, okay, well, we'll just write it down again. Take yet another scroll and write on it all the former words that were in the first scroll which Jehoiakim king of Judah has burned. And you shall say to Jehoiakim king of Judah, thus says the Lord, you have burned this scroll saying, why have you written in it that the king of Babylon will certainly come and destroy this land and cause man and beast to cease from here? Thus says the Lord concerning Jehoiakim king of Judah, he shall have no one to sit on the throne of David and his dead body shall be cast out to the heat of the day and the frost of the night. And what I love about this is it's, you know, the idea here is that kind of the way Jesus put it is like this, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. You know, you can cut it up, you can throw it in the fire, you can try to do away with God's word, but it has absolutely no effect. God's word stands, whether you cut it up and throw it in the fire or not, whether you try to abolish it. And there have been, as you would know, there have been many, many times in history where uh, people have sought to destroy the word of God. In the reign of Diocletian, the Roman emperor, he ordered all of the churches to be destroyed and all of the scriptures to be confiscated and burned. And that was the edict of the emperor, but yet it didn't last. And that has happened over and over and over again. And of course, there are places today in the world where the scriptures are illegal and people try to you know, just keep the word of God from going forth or having an impact. And I love what Paul said when he wrote to Timothy. He talked about the fact that that he was bound. He said, but the word of God is not chained. And that's the truth. The word of God is not chained and it never will be chained. And it's, and it's not changed and it can't be changed. It's, it can't be erased. It can't be done away with. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will never pass away. And so Jehoiakim, you know, he thinks he's got all this power. He's full of arrogance. He mocks and scoffs and laughs and throws the scripture in the fire. And God says, take another scroll, write it all down again and say this to Jehoiakim. And so verse 31, I will punish him, his family and his servants for their iniquity. And I will bring on them, on the inhabitants of Jerusalem and on the men of Judah, all the doom that I have pronounced against them. But they did not heed. And so Jeremiah took another scroll, gave it to Baruch the scribe, and he wrote on it. Chapter 37, we come now, as I said, we jump to Zedekiah. Jehoiachin is the king between Jehoiakim and Zedekiah. So Zedekiah is actually appointed the king by Nebuchadnezzar. So by this time, Jerusalem has already been conquered, in effect, by Nebuchadnezzar. And he sets up Zedekiah as the king. And so King Zedekiah, son of Josiah, reigned instead of Kaniah, 
the son of Jehoiakim. And this again, is, it's an interesting story. As you see Zedekiah, Zedekiah seems to have, he has, I don't know if it's superstition or what, but he, he has some kind of sense. I mean, you would think that he would after all that's already happened, that Jeremiah is really a prophet and these things are you know, really coming down, just as Jeremiah said, but he's still resistant. He's still not really going to surrender himself to the Lord. But let's just read through some of the story here. It's interesting. So Nebuchadnezzar made him king, Zedekiah, says here in verse one, but neither he nor his servants nor his people of the land nor the people of the land gave heed to the words of the Lord, which he spoke by the prophet Jeremiah. So can you imagine? I mean, we talked a lot about Jeremiah already, right? But I mean, this is a guy who he's serving the Lord. He's, he's preaching. He's, he's doing everything God wants him to do. And nobody's paying attention. Nobody could care less about what Jeremiah had to say. I mean, talk about a discouraging calling. Uh, Jeremiah seemed to have one. And so Zedekiah in verse three, the king sent Jehuqal and he's the priest to the prophet Jeremiah saying, pray now to the Lord our God for us. So Zedekiah is not paying attention to the word of the Lord, but he, but he sends uh, for a message to Jeremiah to pray for us. Now, Jeremiah was coming and going among the people for they had not yet put him in prison. Then Pharaoh's army came up from Egypt, and when the Chaldeans who were besieging Jerusalem heard news of them, they departed from Jerusalem. Then the word of the Lord came to the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Thus you shall say to the king of Judah who sent you to, um, sent, who sent you to me to inquire of me, Behold, Pharaoh's army, which has come up to help you, will return to Egypt to their own land, and the Chaldeans shall come back and fight against the city and take it and burn it with fire. So you see what's happened here. The Chaldeans, the Babylonians are besieging Jerusalem. The Egyptians come and they're attacking the Chaldeans. So the Chaldeans are having to go fight the Egyptians. And so Zedekiah is now thinking, great, we're free, we're delivered. The Egyptians are going to take care of the Babylonians and then everything's going to be okay for us. And all this stuff that Jeremiah said about us, you know, going into slavery and being shipped off to Babylon, all of that's going to be proven to be wrong. And so Jeremiah says, verse nine, the Lord says through him, do not deceive yourself saying the Chaldeans will surely depart from us for they will not depart. For though you had defeated the whole army of the Chaldeans who fight against you, and there remained only wounded men among them, they would rise up every man in his tent and burn the city with fire. And it happened when the army of the Chaldeans left the siege of Jerusalem for fear of Pharaoh's army that Jeremiah went out of Jerusalem into the land of Benjamin to claim his property there among the people. And when he was in the gate of Benjamin, a captain of the guard was there whose name was Arijah, the son of Shelemiah, 
And he sees Jeremiah the prophet saying, you are defecting to the Chaldeans. Then Jeremiah said, false, I'm not defecting to the Chaldeans, but he did not listen to him. And Arijah seized Jeremiah, brought him to the princes. Therefore, the princes were angry with Jeremiah and they struck him and put him in prison in the house of Jonathan the scribe. So, wow, here he goes again. Then Zedekiah, the king sent and took him out. The king asked him secretly in his house and said, I love this. The king asked him secretly, is there any word from the Lord? Jeremiah said, yes, there is. Then he said, you shall be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon. Moreover, Jeremiah said to the king, what offense have I committed against you, against your servants or against this people that you have put me in prison? Where now are your prophets who prophesied to you saying the king of Babylon will not come against you or against this land? Therefore, please hear now, O my Lord, the king, please let my petition be accepted before you and do not make me return to the house of Jonathan the scribe, lest I die there. And Zedekiah the king commanded that they should commit Jeremiah to the court of the prison and that they should give him daily a piece of bread from the baker's street until all the bread in the city was gone and Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. And so I just love, as we've seen many times, you know, just that boldness of Jeremiah. Is there a word from the Lord? Yes, there is. You're going to Babylon. So, you know, that is the word of the Lord. There's no, there's no altering that. There could have been if they would have ever repented, but they refused to do that. So chapter 38, we find Jeremiah. Things just are going from bad to worse for Jeremiah here. So verse two says, thus says the Lord, he who remains in this city shall die by the sword, by famine and pestilence, but he who goes over to the Chaldeans shall live. His life shall be a prize to him and he shall live. So Jeremiah's message, again, is like, just cooperate. It's over. You know, God's judging this city. And the best thing you can do is just cooperate with what God's doing. Go, let, go to Babylon and we saw, you know, back in previous chapters where the Lord said, go to Babylon and pray for the peace of that city and, you know, build yourself houses and plant yourselves gardens and, you know, have weddings for your children and all of that because for 70 years, you're going to be, you're going to be there. And so again and again, uh, the Lord keeps reminding them of these things. But not only was there this resistance against Jeremiah, but remember we also pointed out that Ezekiel, he is in Babylon. And in Babylon, he's faced with the same thing because the the people in Babylon are saying, we're gonna be freed from here really soon. This is a couple years and this is gonna be over and we're gonna go back to Jerusalem. And Ezekiel's saying, you're not going back to Jerusalem. And so Ezekiel is having the same conversation in Babylon with those who are rebelling against God's word as Jeremiah is having with those in Jerusalem who are rebelling against God's word. And maybe you remember earlier where one of the leaders in Babylon sent a message back to Jerusalem saying, kill Jeremiah, because he's saying that we're not going to be freed from Babylon. And he's 
really upsetting people down here. For the month of October, Back to Basics Radio is offering a book titled, The Powers of Darkness and the People of God by Pastor Brian. Can a Christian become demon-possessed? Is there really an unseen spiritual battle behind large-scale world events and the details of individual lives? If you've ever wondered about the unseen spiritual realm and its influence upon the physical world, then this month's book, The Powers of Darkness and the People of God by Pastor Brian, will answer these very questions. If you want to better understand the spiritual battle that we're involved in as Christians, how to recognize the tactics of the enemy, and how to live a victorious Christian life, you need to get this month's resource from Back to Basics. The book, The Powers of Darkness and the People of God by Pastor Brian, is our gift to say thank you for your donation to Back to Basics. So we encourage you to call us right now at 1-800-733-6443 or visit us online at backtobasicsradio.com. We'd also like to remind you that all of our other resources are waiting for you at backtobasicsradio.com or by calling our request line at 1-800-733-6443. That's 1-800-733-6443. Our desire is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. We'll continue tomorrow with more valuable insights from Pastor Brian as we study together in the book of Jeremiah. Back to Basics is the preaching and teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California.